Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, all you bloomers. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Start again. No, no, I like that. Oh, you, you like it? it? Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, you you go first. Okay. Um, how do you normally start this? I am Ambrosia. <laughs> and then you say I am Alexa, and then we start it. Like, all right, we're keeping all of this in. This is funny. This is funny. <laughs> okay. What's up, okay. guys? It's us. We're back. <laughs> what up, homies? <laughs> um. Yeah, well, this is our uh, return episode after our mysterious two-week um, absence, sabbatical. Disappearance. Wow. The disappearance uh. of Ambrosia and Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We're going to be pod- on Catherine's podcast. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it? Murder and mediumship? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Nice little not. plug there for Catherine. Okay, keep going. Well, it's funny because one of the last episodes that we did before uh, Lee, it wasn't the very last episode, but it was the second to last episode, was uh, if you guys listen to that, then maybe you might have thought, oh, no, they ended the, po- the podcast. Interview is over. <laughs> that is not quite the situation. Yeah. What happened? Well, the, the episode that we're talking about is uh, the it was called like Save Britney, Save the World or something like that. We were talking about Britney Spears and the environment. So what ha- what happened there, Ambrosia? So um, what, happened, what happened was we were, I think we were having like a miscommunication. We were having a slightly, well, a very off day. Um, and we were both in like different head spaces um, and really not, I feel like communicating um, no, I feel like we were communicating like how we were feeling, but essentially we were both pretty, uh, I would say defensive. And, um, I got really upset because I felt like, um, I was being attacked. And so then I attacked back and then you felt attacked and well, I don't want to speak for you, but that's what you said. And then I feel like what I realized after was like, There were so many things going on in our personal lives that it was coming through in the podcast and I took it as like a slight towards me. And so um, do you want to tell them what happened? Do you want to tell them your version of of, Um, what you think? Yeah, I don't even fully remember all the details, to be honest. I just remember what we realized later was that – 
that like you said, we kind of had our own insecurities going on behind the scenes. And then once we got on the podcast to have this conversation, it was triggered for both of us, which led us both to be defensive and offensive. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And the, the interesting thing about us is that, you know, when we record this podcast, 99% of the time it is live. So because we live stream it on Facebook. So it was this very interesting situation where we're both feeling like attacked and like defensive and triggered, but we're embarrassed. Yeah. Embarrassed. Embarrassed. Yeah. But we're both basically on live TV. So it's like, (laughs) smile and work through it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, I don't know if looking back, I obviously I could have handled it better. Um, as my husband points out, when you start a sentence off with first of all, that's <laughs> never good. Like that's going downhill. You've already escalated the situation. So I feel like I could have handled that better. And I apologize again. I, but how we handled it afterwards, I feel like is really important because what we did was we took time to cool off. And I think that's also really important because you don't want to say anything in the heat of the moment. Um, And then when we did come together and communicate, it was more of this is how I'm feeling. Um, This is what happened in my version and not really attacking the other person. Nonviolent communication, so important. Mm -hmm. And not telling the other person how they felt and not gaslighting the other person when they tell you how they felt. I think you're so good at that of really like, honoring how I feel, even if you don't agree with me and I can tell you don't agree with me, it's still, I don't ever feel like gaslight, gaslit or um, humiliated or like I shouldn't feel the way that I'm feeling. I always feel like I can, I can talk to you. So I really appreciate that. Oh my God. I appreciate it so much too. Like you have no idea how many times I've actually talked about that recently with other people about them. Like it's almost like my relationship with Ambi is so developed. We've worked on our communication so much. We've worked on how to resolve conflict and nonviolent communication with each other so much that we've gotten really good at it to the point where any of my other relationships when we're talking and it's not up to that level, I'm like frustrated because I'm yeah. like, hold on a second. Hold on. This is my level of like conflict resolution here and and we are like – steps behind this. So it, it you know, and it, it only makes me look back at our relationship and have that much more appreciation, appreciation for it mm-hmm. and appreciation for how far we've come in being able to resolve conflicts and talk to each other and take space when we need it. Because like in that scenario, I think in the past I would have yeah, we would have gotten on the phone and I would have like, you know, I would have kind of just projected more hurt onto you or something. And instead I just was like, I'm good. Like, I just, I didn't want to talk about it right then because I just wanted time to process. And so did you. And I think that's a very mature thing to do. Um, And I think it takes practice to be able to do that because there's definitely a part of you that wants to like get into attack mode and, you know, Mm -hmm. but, but really, like you said, that it doesn't, it doesn't really serve anyone. And I think it's a much, it's a much more productive thing to do if you can to take a step back and really assess like, how am I feeling? Why do I feel this way? What hurt me? So that when you come together, you can communicate effectively because the whole point of communicating after a conflict is not to cause more hurt or not to... Not to say, well, I'm right or you're right or whatever. It's more to say, hey, this is how we both were feeling 
and apologize, each take accountability for what each other, if, if we hurt one another, and then say, and this is how we're going to move forward. And, um, and I think something that you brought up to me, Ambie, is that, you know, some, why you wanted to address this on the podcast today is because, um, there were people who watched that live who were like, oh, oh, geez, <laughs> uh, this is new. I literally don't know one person that I spoke to directly that did not say something like that to me. Keep going, keep going. No, no, like I, well, it's funny because no one said anything to me, but I don't think I really like had any clients that day or anything. But um, it's, I think what you said was that they're so used to seeing us like happy and, you know, getting along and being like, yeah, and, and, and the reality is that while that is mostly how we are, there's definitely also times where we we have to have pretty intense conversations and we hurt each other's feelings and mm-hmm. we get very triggered and all the things that happens in your lives, you, the yeah. person listening to this. So I think it was important to us to share this um, so that you know if you did hear that, that like we're just normal people. <laughs> somebody messaged us and was very upset about the episode on Instagram and the one thing that I just messaged I wanted to share back was like yeah like I am a normal person and I was having a low moment and I apologize for that but also I don't think necessarily I should have to apologize for that because I'm just being I'm I'm just being a human you know yeah we're just humans this is not a scripted show this isn't we have an idea of what we're going to talk about, but nine times out of 10, it's very um, fluid and we go over how we feel about different topics. And sometimes that doesn't align. And we've been really fortunate that 90% of the time it does align, but that's not always the case in every relationship, whether it's a friend, family, or romantic relationship. So conflict resolution is really important. I actually, it's funny that uh, you say the communication is not up to par because I spoke to someone today, the conflict that I was having the other day, mm-hmm. we spoke and it was not up to par. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening right now? This is not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. <laughs> you're it's supposed great. to take accountability for how you feel so that we can move you're supposed to not tell me how I feel yeah, and not attack me. But it, it is so different because it was that like aggressive communication and that, that violent communication and really like, you know, keeping my boundaries, but also like trying to um, communicate effectively. Hmm. So we just had to agree to disagree. So, and you know, it's cool. I just got because, like I said, I've been experiencing that in my life, and I, it's also been frustrating as well. And I think what I just received from you sharing that, or what I saw in my head, is like, okay, you and I have had the gift of mastering this with each other, and mm-hmm. that's awesome. And now we're each ready for that next level of, okay, take this out into the world. Like take this Mm, out with other people. Can you still maintain your composure and still stay in your integrity when the other person isn't following the script, right? Like, and, And now you get to practice on them and now you get to practice with them. 
And, um, and also it's a gift that you give others in practicing because they get to receive a different form of communication and a different form of conflict than they might be used to. And, um, and so in a way, we're just kind of going to the next level. It's like next level of training. And I think that's mm, cool. I love that perspective because it's, it's true. It's like, can you do this even when the other person isn't aware of really what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I said to someone today, I was like, they were like, so what do you want, you know, that this person isn't doing? I was like, I want them to appreciate my appreciation. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and I just said it back to myself. I was like, I want them to appreciate my appreciation. Oh my God. Like it's, you know, it's, it's basically like, I want to be celebrated for being a considerate person is what I want. (laughs) And, um, I mean, what's wrong with that? Well, but again, it's like in the spiritual community or in relationships like yours and ours, we are so appreciative of the other person being appreciative, right? That's true. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's just- I've actually said that before. I appreciate your appreciation. Yes. So it's just, it's really funny and interesting. And and anyway, so yeah, we just wanted to address that. No, Inner Bloom is not over. It did not end over a a Britney Spears slash environmental episode. And- um, we, it's going to take a lot more than that to tear this day yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. We, um, the reason we have not posted in two weeks is because, one, we were on our Sedona retreat and we had a lot to do for that. And so we were just, you know, there and present. And then, honestly, after we got back from their Sedona retreat, we both, we had a lot to integrate and a lot to process and really just decided to give ourselves some uh, self-care time and some downtime. And it was, I think it was really needed. And I think it was really good for us too. So, Mm -hmm. and we're back and better than ever. Back and better. Oh, you Uh, stole it. I was going to say it. You did good though. All right. Sorry. No, you're fine. You're good. You're good. Well, well, Andy, do you want to talk about Sedona a little bit and maybe like share some of your favorite things or your favorite moments of this Sedona retreat? I would love to. So this is our second time in Sedona and I actually loved all of the things we did because it was a different way to see Sedona this time. It was almost like a completely different experience. Um, so I first want to start with Antelope Canyon I loved Antelope Canyon. Antelope Canyon is about what? Two hours North. Mm -hmm. Was it? Yeah. Page, Arizona. Page, Arizona. And so we went there the first day and before the retreat, before the retreat. And we, um, so it was just Alexa and I wasn't everybody, but, um, we're in this, this beautiful Canyon and they walk you through all of these like crevices and you're in there and there was a flash flood warning that day too. So when it rains, it just floods crazy. And it had been flooding in Flagstaff. Um, so so, uh, more Southern than where we were, but it had been flooding there the week prior. Okay. So this is something that was actively in our minds. We are in the Canyon, in the middle of the Canyon. The tour guide says, The first year this was open in 97, so not that long ago, I mean, pretty long ago now, but either way, the first year this was open, 16 people died in this due to a flash flood. And we all just kind of stop and look at each other like, I'm sorry, what? And she goes into the story about how it just started pouring rain and they couldn't get out and they all died. 
Which is like, why would you it tell was, us that now? Why wouldn't yeah. you wait till we're out? That's a little strange, but just wait until we're above ground. Yeah. Just just a little bit above ground. Do you feel any spirits uh, down there? Um I mean, I felt like I don't know if it was necessarily spirits or anything like that. Um I would say no feeling into it. I felt more spirits at the house, the re- the retreat house, than I did yeah. at the canyon, well, for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. But what was your experience being a Love Canyon? Oh, it was amazing. It was such a, like, wonder of, you know, ever since we've been, and I know this is how you you decided you wanted to go to this place because you've been talking about it for a while, but, like, ever since we've been, I keep seeing it pop up on, like, places in the world you have to go before you die. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I was just there. Because... <laughs> Like how casual. Because it genuinely is so magnificent. It's Mm -hmm. so beautiful. It's so powerful. It feels like you're in another world. And it was, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, besides that, like talking about the flash flood and the dying and stuff, like I was really happy. And it was cool down there when you go down. It was so nice. And our tour guide was amazing with like iPhone photos and she took so many photos oh my for gosh. us. She was so incredible and she was Native American and she was telling like stories of her childhood and, and her tribe. Um, yes, and her tribe. And it was just, it was truly amazing. It was one of my favorite experiences that we have ever done. So, mm. yeah. Um, Did you tell about the dinosaur prints up top? That didn't impress me as much, but it did for you. So God, God I, I can't believe that. I was so, <laughs> I've t- shown everybody those dinosaur prints. There was these like three dinosaur prints right up top when you get out of the canyon, just right there in the rock. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it blew my mind because it's like, cause the reason why it blew my mind is because as soon as when you're in Sedona, all I could think of was The Land Before Time, which used to be one of my mm. favorite movies, this little animated dinosaur movie when I, you know, when I was little. And it made me think of that. I was like, oh, my God, they were right here. Like, it was just so cool. I don't know. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I thought it was cool. You could, you could see their footprint. Like, that, yeah. was, that was pretty amazing. Um, okay. So then the next day we go to the retreat and we're in the house and we're getting ready and we film TikToks, which was really fun. <laughs> and um, some of my favorite experiences were truly um, getting to meet everybody in person mm-hmm. because – I would say every single person we have worked with that went to this retreat, we have worked with in some way, shape or form. And just being with everybody in person and actually seeing like what they are, what they're like in real life was so incredible and so fun. That was one of my favorite things. Yeah, I, I agree. It was almost, it was, it was already such a more deep retreat. Like the vibe and the tone was way more deep from the start, I feel like, because we knew everyone, like Ambie said, who was coming to this retreat already on a pretty good level. Like they've been clients, they've been in our Patreon, they've been people that, you know, we've talked to for a long, they've been OG listeners, right? Like, yeah. so it was already like, you know, we, we know you guys on some level. And so when they came, it was kind of like already starting at a much deeper level. And it was... It was so great to be in person. It's it's so interesting because normally when we're in person, it's like weird. Not weird to be in person, but it's like, oh, wow, there you were online and now you're here and it's this whole new adjustment. And with this group, it just felt like 
yeah, like we know each other. Like it, mm-hmm. it felt very comfortable in that way right away. Um, and there wasn't any for me and maybe there was, but I don't, I don't really remember anyone being like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm meeting you. It was more yep. of like, I know you already. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was really nice. It was yeah. really nice. Totally. And, um, what else was awesome about the retreat? We got to go on a helicopter ride. That was one of my favorites. God, I was so scared. We, so, okay. So let me, let me just, Okay, so this trip, Alexa drove, I would say, 90% of the trip, which was awesome because I, I don't love driving and Alexa does. So it worked out pretty well. Um, but I drove down. You have to drive to get into Sedona. You have to drive down this huge mountain. Okay, there's no guardrail. Well, there is a guardrail on some parts. But anyway, there's a cliff and it terrifies the shit out of me. And I'm driving, so I can't close my eyes or anything. But... To get to the helicopter, it was the same thing. No guardrail, just like, good luck, hope you don't die. And I was not driving. And so I just bury my face in the car. And we have people from the retreat with us in the car. And they're like talking to me. They're telling me like, I'm doing a great job. I'm re- <laughs> Like I'm in labor. And uh, so I guess I didn't realize, I know it sounds stupid, but I guess I didn't realize how afraid I was of heights until we were in that cliff. And I was like, oh, shit, what are we about to do? <laughs> I'm about to go up in a helicopter. But I mean, were you afraid once you got in? That? Like, no. Mm-mm. It wasn't scary. It felt like being on like a theme park ride or something yes. like that. It was very controlled. It was very nice. The pilot was great. We went I on separate. Him. I wanted to so like, nice. take him home. So, he was not like that, that, but. That's okay. I'm sure he wouldn't object, (laughs) but (laughs) he was very kind. I did think it was funny. So we went in three separate groups. Alexa and I did go in separate groups. And um, as we were driving, you have to drive up to the helicopter uh, pad. As we were driving up there, they gave the person that's in the front, like all these rules. Okay. And I'm like fucking listening, taking notes. I'm ready for this. Okay. And she's like, the biggest rule you need to remember, don't touch anything. And I'm like, got it. Not going to touch anything. And I'm like, wait a minute. I get nervous. I like to hold on to things. Can I hold on to my seat? She's like, that is the only thing that you can touch in this helicopter. And I'm like, okay. And that's because like you are up front with a pilot, all the buttons, everything. So me and you were both that position in our groups. Yeah. Which was a which is a privilege because when you're up there with the pilot, first of all, you're talking to the pilot and it's it's fun. And second of yeah. all, you get to see everything. The pilot, you get a, I think you get like a bigger window and you also like the yeah. floor where your feet are <laughs> is clear. It's cool. It was amazing. I kept looking over my head. It was really amazing. It was so oh, cool. Oh, I never looked over my head. Damn it. Um, I never took a selfie with my, I was upset yeah, about that. When I, I saw I yours, I was like, damn, why didn't I do that? <laughs> well, I thought it was just really cool to get to see all the different canyons and all the different vortexes. And you got to see them. Like, he would point out, he's like, there's Snoopy Canyon, Snoopy Canyon or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, he's showing you what they're supposed to look like and what they do. Yeah. And it, it was just it was just so – it was just so cool. It was beautiful. And it made me feel like 
Um, I honestly was afraid to get in the helicopter because honestly, I'm sorry to bring this up, but all I could think about was Kobe Bryant because I've never been in a helicopter. That's my last memory of a helicopter. I don't know. I'm just like, I like the gentle hot air balloon idea more, but (laughs) it didn't work out. The company basically like canceled all their... I think that's what happened. They like canceled all their reservations and like closed down shop for a couple of days or something. So we had the uh, helicopters back up and it actually worked out better because that meant that everybody could go. Um, and uh, and yeah, and everyone loved it and it was like really exciting and we got to take really cool pictures and boomerangs, which you guys probably saw. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a thrill. That was really fun. And I'm really glad that we got to experience that with almost everybody in the retreat. It was really fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then uh, another thing that's popping up to mind is like something that I loved about this retreat is we actually really made a lot of time for play. And when I say play, I mean like literally play. I told my husband this. I'm like, we played Red Rover. And he's like (laughs) – are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you actually played Red Rover? Or, and I was like, yes. What do you mean? Of course. I, yes. What do you, what do you think I mean? When what I else would I be he saying? He was like, yeah. he, he looked at me. He's like, people break arms playing Red Rover. <laughs> and I was like, well, actually come to think of it. Somebody already almost did like break my yeah. finger off. But, um, did you see Tammy's picture? No. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to post it. Tammy went full body on to two arms and they like, it worked because they broke yeah. and she like fell. But I like Aaron caught the photo mid air of Tammy landing oh on God. her arms and it looks so insane. Wow. And then Nikki ran into the fence, the metal fence, and she had like bruises all over her legs the next oh my day. God. I yeah. had a bruise on my knee and I couldn't figure out where it came from until then I realized like we were going really hard with Red yeah. Rover. Yeah. Yeah, that it was so fun. That was your suggestion and it honestly was so fun. I don't think I played Red Rover a lot when I was younger, but um It was like we definitely this retreat actually played like little children Mm -hmm. several times. After after Red Rover, we did – we went into the pool and we played like pool games. You know, the way that – I don't know if you guys played like this, but I remember when I would go on vacation with my family, I'd like make friends with the kids who were in the condo near us wherever – like in Florida or something. Mm -hmm. And we'd play these games in the pool where it was like you had to like listen and like swim as fast as you can and like sneaky swim and all this stuff. And we did that and it was just, it was just fun. It was just really fun to be like a kid again and have this group of women and men, hi Ricky, have this group of people around who wanted to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're in it It with you. It was so nice. And it felt like, it, it felt like love. It yeah. felt like such community and coming together and like so supportive. Um, there was another one where we did this really powerful activity where we held each other and we, um, I walked everybody through a meditation and then we all went in the pool and jumped with our clothes on. And that was really fun too. Yeah. And so it was like really deep work, but then really fun, lighthearted work too. And it was, it was such a nice combination of, really all of the emotions because there were a couple of events that happened that were pretty triggering for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Very unexpected, but very powerful events. Mm -hmm. And so it was nice to see that 
array of emotion from happy to sad, to angry, to scared, to um, genuinely like feeling supported and loved and taken care of. And to the point of tears, someone fell into a cactus Mm. And oh, yeah, we went, um, we hiked up on the one of the vortexes and took some pictures, and that was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so she fell into a cactus, and so there were a couple of us taking care of her, and she was crying not because she was in pain, but because she was being taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so everybody had a lot of a lot of different emotions all in the same week, and everybody kept saying this week felt like a month because. Oh my it was God. just, it went, time went so end. slow. Time went it was so wild. Slow. It was so crazy. <laughs> so every day, Alexa and I would wake up and I normally sleep in at retreats and every day we would wake up at like five or six in the morning. Yeah. And then Why we would we? look at, <laughs> look at the clock and be like, surely it must be noon. And it's like, 8 a.m. And we're like, what the fuck is actually happening here? Yeah, It was like the twilight zone. It was wild. Which is another reason why when I got home from this retreat, after being delayed with my flights for two days on top of it and everything like that, I was at, I was, I was, (laughs) I was going off. (laughs) And I feel so bad for my husband. And I apologize to him now publicly because I was just, I don't think I even realized I was sleep deprived too. You know what I mean? Like I was sleep deprived. It had been a very intense week. Um, I got, I I couldn't, like, it was like I was stuck in the Sedona vortex. It like the plane, I couldn't get out on a flight. They just kept getting canceled. It was so weird. And you know, it was just very exhausting. But at the same time, like, again, I, I'm so I'm so grateful for everything that happened at this retreat. You know, I like we said, so Ambie and I just went over some of, you know, our favorite things. And um, one of my other favorite things real quick was that everyone there really got to, from my perspective, or maybe they would say differently, but from my perspective, I really feel like everyone got to shine at different times. Mm, like yeah. they got to show their gifts. And yes. um, and that was so cool. Because like what what was made clear to, to me, at least, is that I don't know if, I feel like maybe Ambie and I's role is more so to create the space and the container and nurture the space in the container, right? Mm -hmm. But to allow the people in the container to really come forward and show their gifts. I mean, that was the intention of this, right? Is we are, we intended that this retreat was about, um, light leaders, um, or people who, who have that ability to be a light leader within them feeling fully safe to express themselves and be seen authentically in who they are. And and that is what happened, I feel like, in, in different ways. Um, and so it was interesting really watching that happen and realizing like, oh, it's not it's not about the like Alexa and Ambie like entertainment show like it is on this podcast. It was really about us creating this space for all of this transformation to happen and us maintaining Mm -hmm. that space while it was happening. And, you know, this retreat was challenging at times. It was the most challenging retreat we've ever done. Hands down. Hands down. For sure. Agreed. It was emotionally challenging. It was mentally challenging. It was spiritually challenging. It was physically challenging at times. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, and and you know what, there, like Ambie said, there were some really triggering things that um, 
transpired between the group, between everyone. And it was hard. But I also think it was necessary and powerful on so many levels and healing on so many levels. And I I kind of was explaining the retreat to people like, you know, like how people, they, you know, you like run a marathon and it kind of, it's challenging. It's hard. Some of it sucks. Some of it's, sometimes you have endorphin highs and sometimes you're like, I can't do this, (laughs) like you know, but at the end of it, you celebrate and you're like, hell yeah, I just did that. It's kind of what this retreat was like. It was it was challenging for everyone involved and it was rewarding. Mm, I was really proud of us at the last night of the retreat. I was really proud of us. What, like kind of, I had that uh, broader perspective and like looking back and I was really happy that everything unfolded the way it did. And I want to say Nike was one of the people during the retreat that really like stood out and really like shined and helped so many people during the retreat. And you really got to see Nike's um, talents being Mm. showcased in so many different ways. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Nike really opened my eyes, actually. Like I had a very deep experience at our retreat. Like I felt like I really went through a transformation there that I'm still processing. Nike absolutely had a lot to do with that. Um, and yeah, it's, I would say especially the last night. Yes. Especially the last night, but actually like all throughout the retreat, I mean, Nike is, if you don't know Nike, um, she is a podcaster, um, but Mm -hmm. also on our podcast network, she has a podcast called pretty intuitive, but she is also a, um, goddess coach, a, um, an ancestor, an ancestral, um, healer, healer, teacher and coach. And she does ancestral readings and, um, teaches you about your ancestral line. And that was a big theme of this retreat. Mm -hmm. And so she, that happened like twice, two or three times during the retreat. Yeah. Yes. And she played a really big role in educating people about ancestral work. I myself don't think I, she's talked about it quite a bit, but I don't think it really hit me the way it, I didn't fully understand it until I like Mm. saw the power of it. And she is so natural at working with groups and at facilitating this type of work, which blew my mind because she said that she'd never done it with a group before. And she worked with our group, um, in this way to connect with uh, ancestors of the land that we were on and was, I mean, magnificent. Like it felt like she'd been doing this forever. And I actually told her recently, I was like, I literally see you going around the world. It's almost like you Mm -hmm. have like stuff, like you have like a bag, you have like whatever. And you're like going around the world, almost like a grid worker, you know, like grid workers. Oh yeah. But like doing that work with the land and the ancestors of the land and like really healing it. Yes. And yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, could I share something funny that happened? So sure. uh, we always pack in like witchy shit. Okay. And that's what we title it. And we kind of leave it open to whatever happened happens. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a part of the retreat. It's just like fun, extra stuff we get to do kind of like a slumber party. Okay. And so we're doing this and we had a spiritual up and Nike is about to lead us through an ancestral healing like Alexa said, through the land. Okay. And I go to grab something from the yoga room and I hear audible drumming, Native American drumming. 
Okay. And I go back to Nike and I go, Nike, I, I hear, I hear drumming like out loud, like someone's drumming and Nike goes, Oh, thanks. That's right. They wanted me to bring music. Thank you. And I'm like, wait, 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 that's very nonchalant. Like that was a very nonchalant response for what I just told you. But it was just so funny because she was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to have drumming there. It was I feel like, it was so funny. I feel like that's the experience, though, of being around other super intuitive people. Is, yeah. And that's the experience that you have when you go to a retreat such as that we ho- we create or maybe that someone else will create within this community. But where you're calling in other people who are truly as intuitive as you in their own way and where it's like oh yeah that's a normal piece of information that we take in rather than (laughs) what (laughs) like you know what I mean and I think that was what was crazy too is that everyone who came to this retreat was very very intuitive very intuitive and very not pretty intuitive very intuitive (laughs) sorry go ahead yeah very gifted and um and it was just powerful. I, I think that what we realized is that all the people who came there were really there for some deep transformational work and healing, mm-hmm. whether they fully knew it or not, whether we fully knew it or not. And once we were all there, you could feel it was like, all right, uh, this experience has started and uh, we're not fully in control of the experience, not meaning that it wasn't safe or anything like that, but that you kind of had that feeling like, okay, we're all on this journey now and we've got to do the best that we can to support each other through it, no matter what comes up and, and really be here and be present with each other. And, and, and everyone really, I think did that to the best of their ability. And, you know, I just want to say thank you to everyone who attended and went through it and, Oh, we just, we're so appreciative for all of you. We made it, guys. We made it. <laughs> we made it. We made um, <laughs> Then we did the ATVs. Oh, my God. That was the fun. That was so fun because that was like, that was a weird experience because I don't, sometimes I tell you, sometimes I get into these modes of like, fuck it like we could die but it's fine yeah it's totally (laughs) fine normally I'm the scaredy cat of this situation and I'm like we shouldn't do this don't cross the road without looking or like you know what I mean like I'm just very scared but this time I fully did not understand what an ATV really what we were really going to do I don't think I did either (laughs) I don't think I did either once we were there go ahead what are you gonna say no I just the last after everyone had left the retreat, Ambie and I had like a whole day, which we had planned that so we could decompress and just, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, but then we're like, okay, well, what are we going to do? We're in Sedona. Let's do something. Yeah. We want, And I think we also, we had a lot of like kind of this, a lot of stuff that we had processed that we really needed to like shake off and like, you know, we, 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 I think we just needed to like raise our energy. And I needed way. to get in a better mood. Yes. 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 Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. We, <laughs> so we were, and he's like, well, let's do one of these like pink Jeep tours. And I was just thinking like, no, that's not like adrenaline enough. Like we need to like move. We need to, you know? So I was like, let's do ATVs. We, we found a place and we went and, um, 
so so they rent us this thing and they tell us like, all right, well, you know, do you want the $15 insurance? Because if your tire pops, you're going to have to pay like $300 for a new tire. And we're, Andy's like, we don't need the insurance. We're fine. And they're showing us this trail. Oh, you're just going to go up here and go up here. They're showing us on like an iPad. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. And they show us our like little, it looks like almost like a golf cart, like a souped, like a more souped up golf, souped yeah. up golf cart. And I am the one driving and, you know, the, all the men. It, first of all, any man in Sedona works at the uh, ATV place. <laughs> if you want to find a man, go to the ATV place. That's where they are. There are no women. No. Well, they worked in the office. They but, worked yeah. in the office, but there are no women that rent ATVs. Yeah. Literally, oh, yeah. we were asked several times, do you have anyone with you? Like, we were yeah. children unattended. And then, like, uh, like – are you sure you're okay? Are you sure you got this? And we both like, I guess I thought it was a trail. Like, yeah, like a smooth, like a, easy dirt trail. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's About what I, the I thought we were going to do. No, that was not the situation. <laughs> well, it was so funny because like first before you get to the trail, you have to like ride on the road, even if you're on your golf cart. I'm like, okay, this is fine. Like we're just driving on the normal road. And then yeah. it's like, okay, turn here, turn here, whatever. And then we and get- use hand signals. Yeah, that was funny. And then we get to the actual trailhead where you like enter and then um, and then we're like, wait a minute, because as soon as you enter the trail, it's like there's like giant boulders that it looks like you have to go over and you're just like, wait a minute, wait, what? And then you're, we're thinking to ourselves or I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. We signed up for ATVs. That's what ATVs do, isn't it? But hold on. I don't know if I can do all this. Like this is very scary. <laughs> And then you had people pulling up behind. We finally like kind of figure it out over that one. And then we're just going so slow because we're like acting like, oh my God, any little stone is going to break this like um, ATV. And then yeah. you just have all these people around us going, floor it. Like they're laughing <laughs> at us because they're like, you're making it worse for yourself going slow. Go fast. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So then we did. And then Alexa got the hang of it. And that was when we hit our stride. Because that's when I feel like if we would have had music at that point, like it would have been a good day. But yeah. I was encouraging Alexa. Alexa was handling it well. You did you, great. I was you, really impressed with you. You were encouraging me so much. I was like shocked because you were, well, no, you're such a good cheerleader and you're such a good coach. But it was just funny because like I thought Ambie was going to be like, we need to turn around. Like I can't do this anymore. But she was like, what? It's like she and I actually by the end of it, I was obsessed. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want this. The only reason we had another hour with ATV, but we yeah. went back because we thought a storm was coming. And I kept thinking it we were going to be like caught it. in a flash flood. And we, because come, we were also in a low part of the canyon. So if we were in a flash yeah, flood, it, it would have been bad for us. It would yeah. we weren't like that wasn't an exaggeration. Like yeah. we would have been kind of fucked. We had no cell service. Yeah. It, yeah. There was nobody around us on the trail. It would have been a bad day. Yeah. It was just funny because like, um, we got back and the guys like, why are you back? So are you back so soon? Like what's going on? And we're just like, yeah, the storm. And he just looked at us like, Pussies. There's no storm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but I'm I've actually good. already looked up where to ATV, in your area? Yeah. Oh. I asked my husband, I'm like, do you want an ATV? I want to do that. Yeah. I bet you have places in Virginia. I, I bet I do. That's a really good date night. I just I noticed I have a, I, I literally just noticed this. I it literally just started. Just it just started. 
Yeah, I don't know what happened, but it just I think that it, these little two marks were always there, though. I think it, I maybe it started bleeding, but I'm I'm telling everyone or I'm telling Ambi about these little marks about my lip. Anyway, I cut myself somehow, but um, yeah. So that that oh. was kind of it. Our Sedona trip. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. It it was it was it was a very powerful experience and one that I think we're going to take away from for a super long time. And uh, again, just want to give so much thanks to everyone who was there and everyone who came and just showed up authentically. It really was just, it wouldn't have been the same without you. What enough. So. Exactly. And I'm excited about Texas. Woo! Woo! Texas is coming up in October. Yes. We have seven spots left for Texas, one down, seven to go, and uh, we are going, we have this awesome house in Lake Travis, uh, which is right outside of Austin, and it is this, it's a lake, it's literally a lake, and the house is right on it, so this retreat is going to be really connected to nature. It's going to be really fun. We're going to do a lot of things, um, you know, outside and together. And it's going to be great. So if you want to come on retreat with us, um, send us a message or you can apply at the link in our bio. Um, the, um, the retreat is 4K with payment plans or 3700 um, $3, full pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that. And then um, as of today, our unicorn experience boxes have been sent out. People have received them. We've been getting really awesome unboxing videos. Everyone's loving them. And this is just to officially announce that our next Inner Bloom experience box, which is coming out in October, is going to be witch themed. How appropriate. Yeah. So excited. Witch so excited. Witch gang unite. Witch gang for life. Yes. So if you want to get in on that, you can click the link in our bio and subscribe. You'll be charged once every three months because this Inner Bloom Experience box is quarterly. Um, and if you're already signed up, there's nothing you have to do. Just leave it alone and you will be uh, signed up for the next box. And that's cool. it. Anything else you want to share, Ambie, before we sign off? Uh, just that I'm grateful for you. Aww. I'm grateful for this podcast. That's all. Me too. Me too, man. It's, uh, yeah. Inner Bloom has been the biggest journey and adventure of my life, for sure. Me too. And, um, Next yeah. to my kids. Yeah, don't forget what that. What a dick. God, what a <laughs> dick I am. But I am appreciative for you too. And we are both appreciative for all of you for listening, for supporting, and, um, we love you so much, and we're happy to be back. So stay tuned for some more Inner Bloom episodes coming at you soon. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.